0: That's classic. We bring you great laughs and a unique behind-the-scenes look at classic television shows and movies. I'm John Cato. I am an actor, voiceover artist, and also bring you an amazing insight as a moderator with over 20 years' experience in the television industry. Okay, so today uh, is a real fun one, and I got to say, on a on a personal level, especially because I was a massive fan of the show, uh, Happy Days. Uh, today, our guest is none other than Anson Williams, who played Potsy Weber on Happy Days and uh, is an extremely talented individual himself on many levels, which we'll get into. Um, also, once again, um, what can I say? My guest co-host today is none other than Aaron Murphy, who played Tabitha. I'm bewitched. I mean, come on. That's, that's wonderful. And I'm so glad that she's she's here to do this with me. Uh, it's it doesn't it doesn't get any better so anyway Anson what a, what a pleasure yeah. to have you on the show
1: well thanks I mean it's a great to be here really. yeah, it, yeah it's really cool I it's Sunday I, um, afternoon what else it's Sunday afternoon what else am I gonna do
0: exactly <laughs> who doesn't want to be on that's classic um so uh, absolutely I mean, I'm
1: dying I'm dying here <laughs> I couldn't wait it's three hours and what is the time yet oh my gosh oh my I am so excited. So what's your first question? What? My
0: first question is, I want to know, you know, with Happy Days, and I've asked this of other of other people that have been on the podcast, but oh, do you remember had other, your... oh,
1: you've had other people on your show? Besides oh no, me?
0: definitely not. You are the only I'm one. On the I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> um what was that initial or or do you remember? Do, do you remember that initial audition for um happy days? Like do you remember like going into the room? Do you remember the, the experience of it?
1: Very well, because uh, I don't, people don't realize there were two pilots to Happy Days. Mm-hmm. The first one didn't sell. And, and honestly, the first, the, I almost didn't make it for the audition, the first one. Now, are we talking about uh, the because first one for car- Love
0: American style?
1: The, the, isn't that yes. where it started? Yes. Okay. What happened was they were doing a pilot called Happy Days, right? They aired on Love American Style to get some of their money back. But it was a, it was a, it was a, a separate pilot. Oh, I didn't know And uh, I, Yeah, and uh, it, it was 1971. Oh, wow. And, you know, there were no cell phones, nothing like that. And I'm driving to the audition, and it's a, just a downpour in L.A. Just, it was just almost flood-like rains. And my little car breaks down. Oh my. And uh God. back then so you have to go find a payphone, right? Yeah. Oh, I remember. From, I, so, remember. So you, I mean in 2 seconds it looked like you've been in the shower for 2 hours. <laughs> I mean just drenched. Find wow. a payphone, thank God has a quarter or whatever.
2: It was a dime. Took it it a dime back then.
1: <laughs> you remember, Aaron?
2: It was <laughs> a dime or maybe a nickel.
1: <laughs> okay, I took forget I'm so sorry. I took a dime and I put it <laughs> in the uh, payphone, and um, it took two hours plus for the auto club to get there. You know they had a very busy day, and I thought it, when it finally uh, they got it running again and blah blah blah. I thought, well, I'll just go home. Something inside me said, no, keep no, go to it, go to it. Wow, I think it's got to be over by now. It's out. I'm, it's hours late. So I go to Paramount Studios, you know. My name was still at the gate. I go in and I, I I had, I was directed to Millie Gusty's office at the time she was head of um, TV casting. Okay. And so I, uh, I I walk in the office. I look like a drowned rat mean, my hair I mean, I'm just, just like out of a shower. Wow. Wow. And I get up to the receptionist and I said, I'm so sorry. My car broke down and blah, 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 blah. And my name's Anson Williams. And she goes, she yells, Anson Williams is here. And this gravelly voice goes, he's lucky we didn't cast the potsy." <laughs> I'm going, I'm going, Oh my gosh. What the hell's a potsy?" It was Gary Marshall? So, and I hear, give him the sides. They give me these sides and sit there. I look at the sides. Oh, okay. Kind of reminds me of my friend, Howie Schertzman. So, okay. So I go in and there's Millie Gussie. This voice like this. She's five foot four. I mean, four foot five. Just look with like with a cigarette, like okay. I'm reading with you, all right. So we, I said, so I read, I read. And she goes, sit there, okay. She goes in the other room, and I could, he, he, I could hear her through the wall. I don't care if you're in the wardrobe. He's perfect. He's perfect. Get down here. Oh wow. So then she so so then she says, go wait outside. I mean, literally. So I said, I wait outside. I'm sitting there for quite a few minutes, and this tired-looking man comes in still raining walks in it's scary marsh he walks in kind of looks at me goes uh, goes in the other room a couple of minutes later they ask me in i read again he goes do you play baseball i go what do you play baseball i go yeah if i was on the all-star team whatever he goes oh so you're good i go yeah i'm, I'm pretty good he goes okay good wait outside Wow, so now I'm going. What's going on? I wait outside. All of a sudden, Ron Howard comes in. Turns out they had cast the whole show with Potsy, and Ron was in wardrobe, and he came in to read with me. Oh, this so is amazing! So I'm, I'm going, uh, Ron Howard. Oh, I mean, he was a star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of he course. Goes, hi, I'm Ron. I go, hi, I'm I think I'm Anson. Hi, so we go through the script and we're waiting there. And we go in together. Gary says, okay, both of you, wait outside now. Wait outside. Now we're both sitting there. I go, what's going on? He goes, I think the network's coming. I go, what's a network? What are you talking about? Oh, wow. Also, we wait there. We wait there. All of a sudden, all these suits come through the door. This is unbelievable. Come on in now. The two of us go in and we read for the suits. And they're laughing. And they go, and and then we finish. And then... uh, Gary says, thank you. Millie says, that's good. Thanks. I, that's good. I just spent how many? That's good. Thanks. <laughs> what a waste of my time. I go back. Now, that was before, you know, that was before you know, all the, all at the time there was like a recording device that recorded messages, but you had to get home and you had to like hit the button to yeah, hear exactly. the message, Right. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I got to tell you, so I'm driving back, the rain stopped. I'm pissed off because I, I went all these hours. I'm exhausted. I look like a dried rat now. And I got to go to the bathroom so badly. I just, I'm running to the toilet. And the phone's ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing. Finally, pick it up. I go, hello. Where were you? Didn't you hear your message? Did you? What do you? I go, what are you talking? You got the part. You got to be there tomorrow morning for more shooting the next day. I go, oh. So we shot that pilot, but that particular pilot was much softer than the, original, than the happy days that went on the air. It was more like summer 42, mm-hmm. more like, yeah. some, very soft. There was no Fonzie in it. There was no Ralphie in it. Um, Mr. Cunningham was played by Harold Gould, not Tom Bosley. Marion was in it, Ron different wow. and Joni. Uh, oh, and they said, oh my God, this is great. It's for sure gonna go on the air. This is amazing! It's fantastic. It didn't sell, of course. Wow. Didn't sell. So I go back to playing the concerned boyfriend parts, you know. And and I'm up in uh, a year later. I'm up in uh, Tiburon, California, in Marin County. Yeah, sure. I know where And I'm, I'm shooting *Lisa Bright and Dark* with Kay Lynz. Hmm. And I get a call. I get a call from my agent. Hey, you know, you know, uh, *Greece* is a hit on Broadway, and *American Graffiti* is a is a big hit now. I go. Yeah, I know. Well, ABC thought they want to redo happiness i go great what do they want to do it well they think you and ron might be too old they need you to screen test this time oh my god they go excuse me excuse me screen test this time all right okay so we go down there and then ron and i we hadn't seen for a year we're together we're in wardrobe and ron says you know you know about screen tests i go no i don't think about screen tests he goes they don't give you a lot of time it's like they give you he said I got an idea. Let's go find the set that we're going to, the screen test is on. Let's, let's rehearse it. And then let's act like it's all spontaneous when, when we do our screen test. Wow. I think they'll, I think they'll get more involved with this. We didn't know Gary Carson's screen test. So we find we find the the, 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 stage we, and they're just finishing painting. And we kind of developed some action and some, you know, we, we, we like figured things out a little bit. So we're first up the next morning uh, to screen test. And there are, and by the way, Don Moss was there auditioning for Potsy. Robbie Benson was auditioning for both. I mean, it oh, was right. like Robbie and, I'll Benson the, was just, and I'll tell you, yeah. I'll tell you in a minute how I saved his career. Okay. And oh, okay. Remember, put that as a side note. He <laughs> side note. Of his
0: life. Anson Williams saves. John
1: Devolt. You're out there, John. You owe me 10% of your life. <laughs> I will explain. He oh, he owes me big time. And Mary Lou Henner told me. I didn't know about this until Mary Lou Henner told me. Years later. Anyway, wow. currently, so we go there and Gary, so we're there and Gary's directing us. And we go, hey, Gary, what about this? What about that? Oh, what? So instead of 20 minutes, it was two hours. Oh you know, my God, Two hours. Yeah, we walk out. Every other person there that looked like us, everyone's in the same wardrobe, is freaking out. We're walking out going, two hours, baby. <laughs> <laughs> two hours, baby. Good luck. So um, anyway, thank God we got the parts again. But this time they created a little part called Fonzie. Harold mm-hmm. Gould wasn't available. So there's a, a, like an okay actor named Tom Bosley. <laughs> yeah. And then and they wanted a new Joni. Well, when I was doing Lisa Bright and Dark in, uh, in, in Marin County, Kay Lenz's sister in the film was played by Erin Moran. And uh-huh. I said, I just, I just did this film with Erin Moran. You should audition her. They auditioned her and she got the part. Oh, wow. And, I didn't uh, realize so anyway, that. And, and then Don, they loved Donnie so much.
0: Was Don, was Don, Donnie most, was he up for Potsy or was he up for
1: uh, Richie? He was up for Potsy. Potsy. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, but they loved him so much. They gave him, they, they created a part for him. Now, wow. John Travolta, <clears throat> first pilot, the first pilot, the one that didn't sell. Uh, Greece was okay. Um, um, they brought um, John at the time wasn't known as this kind of he-man. he man, he's kind of comedic guy, yeah. And they brought him in, yeah. So, anyway, he auditioned for Potsy for the first pilot. No uh-huh. way, and, and 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 I got it, I saved his damn career. Can you imagine if he got Potsy instead of Barbarino, It'd been over, over for this man, done done. <laughs> so, so what happened? He got on, <laughs> the ABC, right. got on the ABC good list. Oh, welcome back. Carter comes up. Bob Reno, a little bit better parts of the guy, right? Oh, that man God. owes me. He so owes me <laughs> for, for, for me getting that part. I saved his career. Yep. And he I, says
2: the same thing about you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's good. right. <laughs> it's good. As it should be.
0: <laughs> that is an amazing Wait, story. John,
2: I don't John, I don't know if you remember. I actually I remember the Love American style. It was so wasn't I. it love and the happy days? Yeah. Like everything was love. And I, I watched that was one of my favorite shows when I was a kid. That was yeah. a great show. Yeah. yeah, me too,
0: by the way. Me too. I agree. That is an incredible story. I mean, honestly, I I gotta say that that's the most like asking people about their initial audition that's hands down the best that I have heard of. That is just amazing. Now, I, another one that, I mean, I always like to get these out right away because they're, they, I, I, they're like personal, like I'm just dying to know. Is it true that you sang most of the songs that were on the jukebox throughout the series?
1: Yeah, because they were very cheap. Yeah. <laughs> they go, hey, it's way in the background. Just have Anson like do the songs. They won't even know who it is wow Yeah. so I went in there and I would I, I sang all, all these different songs for the jukebox you know it was like so subtle they didn't know it wasn't a real guy they didn't know oh it wasn't you know they, they, they you know they didn't know it wasn't uh, Bobby V or Avalon it was me you know wow but, um, but that's a whole story how music got on the show which is a whole other entrepreneurial venture well, I'm happy to hear about that. Is there something- I don't want to talk? I really don't want to talk about it. No.
2: <laughs> wait one of one of the wait one of the episodes I went to. I don't, I don't even think Anson knows this. Our wardrobe lady for Bewitched was the ladies' wardrobe lady on Happy Days by Alfred. So-
1: by once?
2: Yeah, wow. so she did our wardrobe for the entire eight seasons of Bewitched. Wow. So she was a you know lifelong friend, and she invited me to the set of Happy Days a couple times. So I was there in the audience for um, the episode where you were singing. I don't remember the whole thing. I know Donnie was the clown, that one, and one where Fonzie was dating a ballerina. Right.
0: I was there for
2: those. <laughs> yeah, but one of my favorite shows ever.
0: <laughs> there, there you go. go. You're back. You you kind of froze. You froze and we weren't able to hear you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Can Wait, hear... You're blaming it on me? me. <laughs> the There's a lot of could. technology going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's even... It could have happened to anybody. What are you putting it on me for? Because you're Everyone the one who else froze. <laughs> going to say, I purposely froze you. I'm telling you. It's not you. bewitched. I didn't do my notes, OK? <laughs> oh my
0: god. Hey, um, I'm actually. Yeah. I, I... <laughs> I'm originally from Milwaukee, by the way, ironically, and I know that it's based Beautiful on... Beautiful town. It, it, it really is. It was a great place yeah. to grow. Um, they even have a Fonzie, Fonzie statue now as well. Oh, there. yeah, I was there. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you, how, throughout the show at times, did you go back to, like, Milwaukee, or were you asked to come back or come in for things?
1: We did. We did quite a few promotions there, and then they had a huge parade one time we mm-hmm. all went back for, and then... Uh, yeah, and then and then we went back years later when when they uh, had the ceremony for the bronze the font statue, you know. And we all came back for that for Henry. Just, uh-huh. Yeah, so yeah, and I you, I'm so impressed with with the with the town of Milwaukee. It's, it's clean. It's so artistic. I mean, it's it's so civilized that community. It is. you, know, <laughs> you should wow. be very proud of that community. A- appreciate and it. The food and the food's fantastic. And then you know, it's funny. I did a show once. I Got the rights to Taste the Home, which was going to be a reality show, and I went and Taste the Home. The headquarters was in Milwaukee, so I'd fly there. I fly there quite a bit, just as a producer, creator. You know, I have a real, real heartfelt um, love for that city.
2: That's pretty. And cool. I, think Anson, I think Anson and I are the only two actors in Hollywood who were actually born in California. Yes. Right? Yes.
1: <laughs> Good point. Good point. Yeah. Uh, I was, but I was created in the Bronx.
2: Huh?
1: I was created in the Bronx, New Year's Eve on a couch. That's not too sexy. But, yeah. uh, but during the pregnancy, that's a whole other story. During the pregnancy. We'll never hear it, by the way. To, I know that. And, and then during, the, they took a train out to California and uh, oh. I was uh, born at the Queen of Angels Hospital and grew up my first few years in Boyle Heights, East LA.
2: Yeah.
1: Wow. Wow. That is pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you um you know by the way the other one you I, I saw that your the title of your book was Singing to a Bulldog and I happen to have yeah. grown up also with a bulldog. So when I saw that I was like I just got to know what what why that title.
1: You really want to know, huh? Uh, yeah, that's kind of why I'm ten, here. You got 10 bucks? Ten
2: bucks? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it to I'll you next you time month. I see you
1: it. You can put it in the bag. No, I- it, well, this is the singing thing. Oh, this goes back to the singing thing. Yeah. Um when, and you know probably this too, Aaron. Years ago, we were not paid like actors today, nowhere near the amounts of money. Sure. sure. So and I've always been one to I've always been one to see what I have, not what I don't have. Mm-hmm. or it. I'm going, well, what what can I do with what I have? And I'm like, You're on a national television show, It's pretty cool. Very There's gotta be something. There's something you could do here that's... So I thought, you know, <clears throat> I had spoken with David Cassidy. A part his family ended a year before. Wow. And David was telling me how much better he did off the show singing because he sang on the show. Mm-hmm. And then Barry Williams was doing a uh, great last year. That's when Happy Today started. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me how well he's doing with this music going around the world. With the, the great- they were doing making more money doing concerts in the show. Yeah, yeah, I've heard so that. So I went, hmm, and, and, I, and I came out of nightclubs and and theater, so I thought if I could sing on the show, hmm, maybe I could get a record deal, and maybe I could get booked, and actually make something. And because back then, I think I then I was making twelve hundred dollars an episode, about. It. Wow. I said, you know, I think Happy Days needs a band. So I found so I found Gary early one morning. And he said, "I he goes, I don't have time." I said, "Only take a minute." He goes, "You got a minute? Walk with me." So I I'm walking, I did the elevator pitch. You got girls on the show. You need a band, a band in Arnold's, and I sing. He goes, "You sing?" I go, "Yeah." He goes, "Are you good?" I go, "Pretty good, I think." A band, you know, Richie could be able to play the sex and I like you. There's a show coming up, a fraternity show. I think I can fit in it. Go talk to Bobby, pick a song, let's try it. I'm going, I want, I'm going, I just changed my life. I'm singing on national television. Yeah, literally. Then I hear, but you're singing to a bulldog. <laughs> I go so what? Yeah, no, yeah. Oh. He says, I believe you're good. I, I don't have time for it, I believe, but w- whether you're good, whether you're bad, I need some laughs. You're singing to a bulldog like Elvis did on Ed Sullivan. He sang to a bulldog. It's fun. (laughs) Now I'm leaving, I'm going, great. So what do I pick? I pick the song I'm all shook up. The same song Elvis sang on Ed Sullivan. What the heck? That's cool. So there I am on the initial, first time singing on on TV. Well, bless my soul, what's wrong with me? I'm itching like a man on a fuzzy, and they cut. (laughs) To the dog. (laughs) And, and Jerry Paris is going sing to the dog, sing well, <laughs> and the dog. Anyway, a lot of laughs, but Gary liked it. Yeah, and he said I like it. So about every third show, I got to sing, and I got to pick the music I sang, How cool. and I, got, I was in charge of it. And it created. And what happened was, what happens? I get a call. Chelsea Records signs me. David Cassidy's label. No way. I get I get a booking agent. And I said. Also, I'm making $1,200 an episode and $17,000 a night sitting wow. at Ohio State Fair. And Gary Marshall comes up to me and says, I'm proud of you. You don't bitch. You don't bitch. You found opportunity and you're helping the show. I'm proud of you. That's It's, it's, a, it's good. It's good you do that. It's, I'm so proud of you. I don't bitch. And wow. to me, it was, and I tell young people today, I to this day, I go, there's opportunity right in front of you. Stop seeing what you don't have, and damn it, see what you do have, and yeah. make it work. Because I grew up, like like one bathroom, three bedroom GI GI Bill house, mm-hmm. uh, hundred dollars in the bank with my family. And it, 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 I mean, no money. And yeah. If you want anything in your life, you got a job. You got a job. That's whatever right. it was. And you, and yeah, you get a job and you buy what you need Yep. for your other than food on the table. And look, you paid for what you needed. Right. And, um, and, I, and I'm, and I'm going around trying to get the right job. And I really wanted a busboy job at the smokehouse in Burbank. I was yeah. dying for the job. And, uh. uh, but anyway, I didn't get it, but there was, but there was a story, um, busboy, uh, maybe finished high school, I don't know, but very entrepreneurial, a busboy, no, excuse me, a dishwasher, and back then, they didn't have all the elect. they, what opportunities is the dishwasher have Right. Right, zero. Yeah. He, he's washing dishes, and he went, I don't like the way these, I have a, he went, I went home, he created a different dishwasher, so, put it into the restaurant, and the, it was like, whoa, Well, that, whoa, ended up to becoming a millionaire. Right. Because people came in and helped him. He found opportunity washing dishes. Right. He found opportunity. And I'm going, whoa, it stayed in my head. I mean, if you can find opportunity in a sink washing dishes, you can find opportunity on a national television show. Yeah, yeah.
2: I have, a, I have another Anson story that I don't know that you've ever told this publicly, Anson, and I certainly didn't know it until I knew all the people involved. While Anson had an agent and was working, he worked as a chaperone for child actor, Moosey Dreyer, and drove him to auditions. It's like, Anne Sue Williams right. was driving kid actors to their auditions and jobs.
0: Okay, that's, that's a right. wild tie-in.
1: That is well, wild. Moosey, his, his Well, Moosey, His Moosey's mom was, well, she was, I think it was Missy McGregor, or one yeah. of the agents, that yeah. I was with the, the real, real early on. Way early on. Anyway, uh, she, she, she needed help, so I was hired to take Moosey to auditions and all that. And, but here he is today, this wonderful man directing. And I mean, just to see what became of him, is like amazing, amazing. But yeah, you know, it was, uh, it, that, that's very, I mean, I'm very proud of him.
0: That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. What now is it, uh, you know, I get the, as a fan, I've always gotten the impression that, hey, it wasn't just a cast, but it was friends. And is that, is, is there truth in that? Is it like you guys were all pretty tight? I mean, I know you all played softball together and all of that, or, or, you know, whatever the, ba- sure. the baseball team, but are you, were you truly friends?
1: We're still friends. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been what happy days went on the air in 1974. Right. Yeah. And we're still all the phone call away. Don, Don is my best friend and we see each other all the time.
0: Wow. And and
1: and, Ron, and Ron's Ron's the phone call away, Henry's the phone call away, Marion. Yeah, it's, it's it really is. And the reason it's again, Gary Marshall, that that's why having a baseball team was so important to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were all ex ex-jocks and all that. And he felt that if, if you play ball together, it's gonna create a greater camaraderie on the set. You know, you always protect your teammates. And wow. we played we played softball all over the world. First of all, we we did USO tours. And we beat the Marines, the Army, we kicked ass everywhere we went. Wow. And uh, we went all over the world, basically every major stadium in the country doing charity free games during major major league ball games. We'd come out there early and play the, their professional football team or wherever. We would do exhibition and softball games, which was like amazing. So people ask me, what's your favorite memories of Happy Days? Mm-hmm. It's not the set. It's not the set. It's the softball team. Yeah. It's, it's playing in Okinawa, it's playing in Okinawa, overlooking the China Sea. It's like you know, it's 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 it, it's going through, all through Germany with the Third Infantry Division. It's going to the Mediterranean, playing these. I mean, that those wow. are memories. Man. Those are one of a kind memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, that, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful to, to my last breath to have had experience with not only just a talented, talented group. Yeah. In the show business. But his teammates, his teammates all over the world. It was uh, quite a um, it was a special, special opportunity that Gary that Gary uh, made happen. Right. He
0: he was uh, uh I I I was fortunate enough to have met him uh towards the end uh not too long before he passed and um I I, I won't get into the exact reason why but we were at the his theater in Toluca Lake, and yeah he was such a kind man. I mean, he, he just, I don't know what it was, but he just kind of took me, you know, under his wing for like a few, you know, a few minutes, whatever. He took me around, he showed me, he said, Hey, this is, you know, my sister gave me this, uh, uh, machine from, uh, um, big, you know, it's the one where the it's kind of like the guy that spits the ticket out or whatever. And yeah, what a heart. I mean, just really a, a wonderful man. Uh, was he? You know, I know that he's always got that. You know, you do it very well. By the way, that gruff kind of way that he talked with the, you know, like the bronze, you
1: know, or New York accent. You're talking. You're, 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 what you talk? It's like what? What do you need? What do you need? I'm that What do you need? Everything okay? What? What do you need? <laughs> yeah, you're dead. You're off. good. You're good. Everything's gonna be good. Don't worry.
0: Was he? Was he uh, on the set? Was he that kind of guy too? That just that kind of heart of gold.
1: Oh, well, understand, always a hard to go. Also a good leader. I mean, he would, he even said from the beginning, sat us down, and he said, you're, got, you're young, you're young men, you're young men. You got an opportunity here. He said, you're on, he said, I wanted to be a college professor. He goes, you know, you might not want to be actors all your life, you know, especially you, Anson. And, uh, <laughs> and <he> said, <laughs> And he said, he said, you want to direct, you want to write, I'll open, you know, take, don't, don't have ego, learn, he goes, take advantage of being here. And he said, and he said, listen, you got anything creative you needed, um, writing, direct, he says I'm there for you. He said, don't ever tell me you don't like your dress room. Don't ever tell me it, it does nothing for you. It doesn't, it's all that counts is what's on that film. That's going to make you do everything to make this show better. Don't. He said, "You know, don't don't stand in the way of yourself. Don't let ego stop you." And I think that's why we're still productive in the entertainment business. All of us all is of because it. Yeah. we learn. I mean, di- I mean, I directed. I mean, directing. They go, "Where did you go to directing school?" I go, "Oh yeah, I went to directing school. I I I, I shadowed John Slattery to do the locals. I shadowed Roman Polanski on Chinatown. Uh, let's see what I shadowed Ron Howard when I created Skyward, and he directed it. We executive produced. Yeah, I." Uh, you know, I, 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 Randall Kleiser, I saw every damn thing they did for Greece on the lot in terms of music. Yeah, I, had, I sure had a directing school, pretty good directing school. Wow. All because Gary Marshall opened it, opened it up for us, yeah. So he had really inspired us to be all, say, be all we can be and wear many hats. So, um, yeah. So, wow. um, did you and, really? I, and, and be, God bless them because God bless them. Look how productive everybody still is.
2: Well, I'm going to interrupt real quick. Please. Not only are you guys productive, but I've met and know most of the cast from your show, and they are truly the nicest people in the world. Ron Howard is the greatest guy. He's a great dad. I know his daughter, Bryce, who talked about her dad wouldn't let any of the kids get in the business till they were 18. Oh. And... Donnie Most is awesome. And Henry Winkler is truly the nicest guy. And I, I know Anson socially, and I I just adore you. I don't know if I've told you this, but every time I see you and leave you, I always say, Anson Williams is one of the nicest people I've ever met. So that it says a lot about all of you that you can be on a top show like that, that was you know part of my childhood and yeah. I, I watched forever, but you're all such great people. And I, I love that. Kathy Silvers is a good friend. So, I mean, it, I just think you're the best. Sorry, I'll get off my my soapbox
0: now. <laughs>
1: soapbox. Talking. It's fine. I'm fine with it.
0: I'm really fine yeah, with it. All right. <laughs> hey, um, Henry Winkler, by the way, I, many years back, I remember meeting him on one of the lots. He was, I, I agree with you, I'm kind. He actually, he actually asked me like, hey, what are you doing? Or, you know, what are you doing there or whatever? He was a big star. And I remember him saying, uh, he was telling me that he would go around with his uh, video camera and he loved to, like, he was just as enthralled to meet, like, people in the business and other stars as much as they were to meet him. And is that, do you remember that, Anson? Would he go around it all, with like, shooting on his video camera
1: and stuff? Yeah, he loved this. He, liked, he just, yeah, he would shoot all the time. Yeah. In fact, all our baseball games, thank God he brought his camera because he, uh, he pretty much documented all our games. Wow. Wow.
0: That's yeah. cool. That's really cool. So now this is kind of a, maybe, maybe a little bit more of a funny one a thought, but Donnie most, he, he actually had uh, like a one hit, right? Didn't he actually record and, and his song actually made it to the charts? Is that true?
1: I, I think, I know he did an album. Yeah, he and did
0: I, an
1: I, album. Yeah, I, th- and I, I did too. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think so. By the way, Don, you gotta look at my, he's like probably, he's such an amazing performer of the American Songbook. He's like so masterful. People have to go to, if they go to Don Most on Facebook, they, they gotta, see. he is so, I'm so, he is so fantastic. What a performer.
2: And he, he plays at places here in LA, like vibrato and things, and has an orchestra. And I've seen him play a bunch of times. Oh yeah, really he's, gonna, he's gonna be
1: at the Catalina Club. Oh. Um, let's see. It's, it, Oh uh, not on it's it's August 8th. I believe Linda Pearl is playing at the Ca- Catalina Club. The ne- next weekend Donnie's gonna be playing at the Catalina Club. That's cool. Are you going, Aaron?
2: I, I might be now. I'm just hearing about it. But I I adore Donnie. Don Donnie and I we became really good friends because you know how you do those personal appearances? We did a thing called the world's largest disco in Buffalo, New York. And it was Donnie that? Mo. Me, you weren't there, <laughs> no. but it was us. And then, um, oh, I want to say like Starsky and Hutch and 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 mm-hmm. um, and whoever played Huggy Bear, whose son's a football player. I'm lost. Yeah, uh, but it. no, we just became friends. It's like you hang out with people like that. But Donnie's really talented. He's a great guy. Um,
0: so you and Donnie, most are still very tight. Uh, how often would you say you get a chance to see some of the, the other cast members?
1: Well, Don, I mean and no longer than a few weeks. You know, a lot of times wow. it's every week. We're, we're pretty wow. close. Yeah, and we're actually, we're doing, we're doing some, I can't really talk about it, but we're doing some interesting things together. They're mm-hmm. actually in uh, serious development. Um, and then Ron is harder because he's he, like, right now he's in Australia finishing up a film and he lives, but we're by phone, by text all the time. Same with Henry. Marion, I've seen quite a bit oh. and she's 92. Oh, years oh my old. gosh. Yeah, and uh, so uh, we're all yeah. So whether it's in person, or whatever, everyone's in contact pretty often. Pretty That's often. Pretty cool. I heard that uh,
0: Marion and Henry are are uh, very close. Is that is that true? They are.
1: Yeah, they're they're very 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 close. Yeah, like almost
0: like mom and son, or however you want to put. it, Like very tight bond. Bond. I've heard.
1: I know they, they they do have a very tight like. Um, yeah, very much. Very much so.
0: Okay. You know? yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, one thing that I've done on some of these past in the past podcasts, I, I put out, I said, look, I'm going to be interviewing Anson if there's somebody that wants to put a question out there. So I try to grab one out of the amount and, and this one came in and um, this is from Bernard. And he said, um, why, why didn't you and Donnie, why didn't you appear in the final episode passages, Joni and Chachi's wedding. Any, any, any. Do you remember the final
1: episode?
0: Yeah, he's saying (laughs) the final episode of Happy Days. Well, see, that's what I was wondering because, yeah, because he's saying Joni and Chachi's wedding. So, oh, was that the last
2: episode?
1: That's a long story. (laughs) That will go on. That will go um, unsung.
0: That's fair enough. (laughs) <laughs> that is fair enough hey i asked it there you go i get you And there you go <laughs> there it is that's all right that's all right let's go back though on the cast you know one thing that um i i know i don't like to dwell a lot on like you know any tragedies or anything like that but in the case of aaron moran i know that you were you know you obviously recommended her for the role i know uh aaron you knew uh aaron as well is that correct oh
2: I, I did because um Oh my gosh. I I started in the business right before she did. She was doing, um, first thing I remember was a show called Doc Tari and we were both Aaron M at a time where there weren't a lot of errands. So we became friends and saw each other many, you know, many times over the years. Absolutely.
0: I loved Aaron. Oh yeah. I remember Doc Tari. And uh, Anson in the, you know, before everything obviously went as things were going in the wrong direction, were cast members reaching out to her and stuff to, to try and help?
1: Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. And, and, and just, just, just so people know, um, she did turn her life around. She married a wonderful man by the name of Steve. Hmm. She stopped, you know, she really was correcting um, her situation and was really, really coming along. And unfortunately, um she, she got throat cancer yeah oh. and by the and by the and by the time they recognized it was a little too late so you know what happens is, so it wasn't it wasn't drugs yep. she didn't pass away because of drugs she didn't pass away. she passed away because of cancer and yeah, she had way. already correct she had already had the courage and support to correct you know her. and i mean if people knew her life they would understand what she beat, how she beat it. I mean, just a, a tremendous amount of will. I don't know how many people went through what she went through, but okay. she did beat it. She, she did get through it. And then unfortunately, you know, um, yeah. cancer took over. I'm, and, I'm, uh,
2: I'm glad you said that Anson because it, it's something I answer a lot and and Kathy Silver's is a good friend of mine who was very close to her up, up until the end. But she had cancer. It's, people people think it was something else just because well, yeah. people assume if something happens to a former child star that it, it has to be something bad. She had cancer, which is bad. But that's it.
1: Yeah, no, that was it. I mean, well, you know, I mean, human nature. I mean, and the tabloids and all that. You know, they got they got to spin something that's that's yeah. kind of nasty and easy and people. But that was. But no, had nothing to do with drugs, had nothing with alcohol. She beat all that, beat it all, and was actually living just a really happy life with Steven. Yeah. And it's just a tragedy that um, you know, cancer caught up to her and and, and yeah. And um, but that was it. It wasn't anything other than that. Yeah. I love she beat Aaron. Aaron beat her demons. She beat him.
2: Yeah. She kicked so her last,
1: ass.
0: And, yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. I, I the mean, last
2: I'm, time I saw them, they were both happy, and she was she was happy.
0: Yes, she was. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm really glad I asked you that, because that's wonderful to clear the air on that, because that's 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 pretty amazing. Um, let me ask you something, on I guess, on the lighter side. I had read that uh, John Lennon had visited the Happy Day studio with Julian. Is that true? Do you remember him ever showing
1: up on the set? See, I, let me think about it. See, John Lennon... Would, would, would that stick in my memory? Gee, yeah. I, what the heck, yes! Yeah! <laughs> yes! i not forget it. It was it was the first year of happiness. Oh, wow. And we, were, and we were at 1974, and we were, we were a hit show at the time. A popular show. And I'll never forget, there was a few of us working that day. It was cold morning, and we are all bored. And I went over to get a cup of coffee out of the big old tin. Coffee thing. It was like rotten apples and coffee. And I, I, I look. I, I go back to Donnie. I go. There's this guy and a kid. This guy's. It looks just like John Lennon. It's. He goes. And Ron's, and, and Don goes. Yeah, John Lennon came up. Came to hang out with us. <laughs> it was John Lennon and Julian. Wow. Wow. No one told. No one told us. And I guess it was Julian's favorite show. They came on there unannounced and spent the day with us and yeah. the nicest kindest man and he's doing all these doodles doodles for the crew like original etchings so, no and not but not us oh no not us we're professionals we don't ask for anything like idiots <laughs> they're buying houses today you know we don't have to <laughs> yeah. do but we did one picture together oh. who was working that day we got one picture together. but yeah we i got to I, we, we all got to spend a full day with John Lennon. I mean,
0: come on, John
1: Lennon. He was shy. So easy to talk with. I mean, just, and you could just feel magic from him, though. You could really, you really, there was just um, something very, very special. Just a very, very special energy coming from him. And here's what's funny. Decades later, maybe four years ago, I was doing, I was doing a radio tour at um, Sirius Radio in New York. Mm -hmm, I don't know if you've been there but yep. you go, have you done that Aaron? I've done it, yeah. Yeah, where well, all of a sudden you go, you know, you go room to room to room to room, the different shows. So I'm sit- so, you know, sitting in the lobby and there's this nice looking man and everyone's coming up to him. Oh, we love your photographs, love your photographs. I'm thinking he's a photographer, you know? Oh, blah, 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 blah. And I'm not thinking much of it. And uh, all of a sudden I'm looking, I'm waiting for my, and I'm all of a sudden I hear, excuse me, excuse me. Yes, would you mind taking a selfie? And it's this nice young man. I go, oh no. He goes, you know, we met before. He goes, you know, and and he says, I have the picture on my desk of you and and my dad. Oh, wow. It was Julian Lennon. Oh my gosh. and And he had the, he remembered, it was like, and he was like, can I take, and decades later, we take a picture together. And that day on the set is so ingrained in his memory. It was such a special day for him that wow. he came to me.
2: It's it's the weird thing where it's almost the power of television, which people don't get. People look up to movie stars and they're in one film. So they worked three months. But if you didn't see that one film or a couple films they're famous for, you may not know them. Right. With TV, especially back then like 60s, 70s, um, people only had so many options. So for Bewitched, I always I'm always surprised when people know it. But people who are like Paul McCartney's favorite TV show is Bewitched, and people it, it was what people did back then and do now. But now there's so many options, so there's something really cool about that. Yeah,
1: there is. And I
2: watched Happy Days. I watched Happy Days every week of my life. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I was a loyal fan. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so some other little tidbits that I, I've seen, and I, I love it because I, I if, if I get validation, on it, it's just so cool. But I had heard that Fonzie's jacket was stolen from the set, and the one in the Smithsonian is actually, you know, like a replica of it. it do you remember no. that happening? No, not true. Yeah. Tell
1: me the true story of that. Oh, I lo- Yeah. True. Please. You want the true story? Yeah. It's gonna cost you. <laughs> hey, uh-huh. you um, cost me so much already. I don't well, know how much podcast. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I'm like, my mortgage is paid for this month. But anyway, um, no, there were three Fonzie. There, there's there were there's three Fonzie. you know, they always well, have back jackets, you know, Aaron. Yeah, sure. I remember No the no wind wind no care. no the, the leather the leather jacket. There were three of them. Mm-hmm. One's one's in the Smithsonian, one Henry owns. Now the third one. Now, even though I wasn't in the last episode of Happiness, I was at the show. Yep. Mickey Gerard, did, did you ever know Mickey Aaron?
2: I know the name. I'm not sure.
1: Because you work with Vi.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That Anson. I probably Oh, is he the wardrobe
1: anyway, guy from men? I'm Yes. Walking, can... I'm I'm walking by the wardrobe, the wardrobe room. Anson, do you want this? <gasps> no. It was the third jacket. Do you Come have it on, right there. there?
2: Are you going to pull it from off the side? I see your arm. No, no, are you gonna no, go no pull I'm, I'm going to put the
1: word no, the word's stupid. He gave it to his goddaughter, Jill Whelan. <sighs> oh, Jill okay. Whelan as in love boat, Jill Whelan? Yes.
2: She's my friend. Jill Whelan I, I'm going to ask her about that this. Jacket. Yes. I'm going to text so her no. when you are done.
1: <laughs> so there is. Yeah, really? There is no, and I, and I do think she, I think she put up for auction for like, so she could buy the state of California, and um, yeah, and I said, <laughs> no, Well, let me go on, now, I, let me, I have a bigger stupid, let me go further, because you, you know, back then, memorabilia, who, no, no one even thought about that crap, no, there was an episode where they were burning down Arnold's, and they were going to make a Bradskeller out of it, before, the, 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 the crew came up to because I got, Is it Anson? would you like the center bur- booth before we burn it? Oh, wow. I go, nah. Oh, my that's God. That's two. Number three, answer. Uh-huh. You can get, we can get you a really good deal on the jukebox. That's in all the, uh, the happiness. It's the jukebox. jukebox? We can get you a good deal. I go, nah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is as
0: iconic to happy days as it comes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, Although Wow. Yeah.
2: Hanson, wait, you're just like I am. We can see behind you into your home. You can see my home. I've got no bewitched stuff. They did Tabitha dolls and paper dolls and clothes. I got none of it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm with you. You know, I was, I was always wanting to go forward. It's like, what's new? What's new? What's new? I never, I didn't collect things. I just didn't collect things. I didn't, it's like, Really stupid! Wow. <laughs> I should have like I should like bought a warehouse and thrown it in there. Oh, you what know? that would
0: be worth today! Wow, can't even imagine.
2: I want to bring one thing up because we haven't really touched on it. Please, Anson is an enormous director. His directing resume is is bigger than his acting resume and I'm I'm overwhelmed by I I looked I, I knew you were a director because people have mentioned that you were a director mm-hmm. it's amazing how much you did you start that after happy days did you ever direct happy days
1: no uh, I learned a lot Jerry Paris was our director so I learned oh, a lot I about like Ron, learned a lot about comedy but no I but I actually wrote and produced during happy days uh, in 1980, first film I created was Skyward. And, yeah. and it was star Betty Davis. Wow. And Ron directed it. And I it with him and I created it. And then so I was, it was like during Happy Days writing and creating shows. And then in 1985, I went behind the camera with a show I had co-written called No Greater Gift, after school special. And then I did a show after that with Jane Jill Jones. Called The Lone Star Kid, I wrote that script and did that. What an act. And, and that started to hire myself. Basically, I had to create it, sell it, and hire myself. Yep. And then after and then after that, I was able, I started credibility and I was able to start getting hired. And from then on, it's, it's been a very fortunate directing career on television. I've been fortunate in doing every genre, everything, everything from heavy drama, from LA Law to Hooperman to uh, Melrose Place, to so 90210, to Hercules, to Xena, to Sequest, to Star Trek, to, C- to Voyager, Deep Space Nine. I was able to like, just go, in, just go in all sorts of genres. And Secret Life American Teenager, I did one third of those episodes. Wow. You know, wow. Over the years.
2: Yeah, so, I, I do have one question I'm not really happy about. I, I noticed on your resume that you did Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I did.
0: I saw Why that too.
2: Why couldn't I be a cousin?
1: <laughs> I was a hired director. You'd have been I'm a perfect totally cousin. Kidding.
2: Wait, actually, I'm totally. Actually,
1: kidding. Actually, that would have been a great that would have been a great idea. Yes. <laughs> but it was I did about I did about seven of those. With it. Yeah. Wow. That's wild. That's wild. They he I just it, saw someone right sneaking behind
2: you. Jansen. Anson, someone just snuck in a yeah, door, behind you. In the door Do you behind you, someone just came in the door. That's <laughs>
1: Someone just snuck in the door behind me.
2: Yeah, I've got my phone here if I need to call nine one one.
1: Was she cute?
2: I couldn't see if it was man or It was a very quick. Woman, so Who
0: knows? She's a- very <laughs> cute.
1: very <laughs> cute. Hey, um, so,
0: I, I have another question for you. Um, and Robin Williams, obviously, Mork gets you know his shot on Happy Days and. I mean, obviously, everybody knows who Robin Williams is now. But um, do you remember when he came on first? And and I had also heard that Gary Marshall's wife had seen him at something, and she's the one that recommended him to be on there. No, is that true? Great, tell me.
1: True. Tell me. Well, I I have excuse. I have another mortgage payment. (laughs) (laughs) What happened was this. What happened was this. um when you, when by that, when you're doing a three camera show when you come on Monday you begin, you read the script for the next week mm-hmm. so the writers can rewrite it and then you read the script that you're going to shoot that week well we went in and we read the script for the fu- next week and it was more for more the worst script in the history of happiness unshootable awful yeah gary wow. said don't worry we'll fix it whatever so the next week we come back and we do the script for the next week. And we read more for more that we're shooting. It was worse. It's God awful. Just God awful. Wow. And uh, so we start rehearsing. And it was a different Mork. You know, there was this kind of dorky kind of. And not his fault. It was so badly written. He quit. So we shoot Friday night, right? Thursday, we're pretty much done rehearsing. It's camera blocking day. So we're pretty, and then, and then we do a run through and the writers come in for some last minute stuff, but yeah. you're pretty much done. Yeah. You know, then you come in on Friday, you do a run through at, at 1230 and then you shoot the show. Yeah. So Wednesday, the guy, the actor quits. <laughs> I never knew there was another more no, That's wild. Yeah, there was another Mork. He quits. Gary comes down the stage and says, does anybody know of Funny Martian? Al Molinaro goes, there's this kid in my uh, Harvey Lambeck improv class, Robin Williams, it's really funny. No. And then Gary's sister, who was painting, said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on the half in for six episodes. Yeah, yeah, bring him in. So the next morning, you know, so the next thing, you know, it's all camera part. No writers on this set, nothing. And, and I, I'm coming in a little, a little later because I'm not in these scenes. I come in, every every writer is on the set like this. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? Jerry Paris comes up to me, our director. He's a genius. He's a genius. I go, what the heck? And there's Robin Williams, improving the whole show, improving. And the writers are like, like by Friday night from the worst show in history is the best show, happy by Mm Friday. And Robin Williams is born, man. 300 people in that audience on their feet screaming at the end of the episode. Wow. That and that's is- the story of Robin. Oh my okay, God. I've was got fantastic. a
2: follow-up. Who was the actor who was more who quit?
1: You know, I don't, I do I don't remember. I mean, and that's I, the I, point.
2: I re- that's all that matters. No one knows. Yeah, who nobody who knows quit.
1: Him. <laughs> However, it, it didn't matter. He was Robin Williams. No, I mean, he made it up. Yeah. It's like you can't it's 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 and I, I tell you if you want to see the light of God you see it, it's like I saw the light of, it was like supernatural it was supernatural
0: wow. what wow. Robin
1: was doing it was like a nanu nanus I, he inv- it was like this he invented it at the moment at the moment it was like insanity it was like crazy wow that
0: wild wild to have seen that that's a ra- you, I mean that's like you, 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 I love that you can acknowledge how fortunate you were to be there at the
1: start of that. Wow. I mean, you couldn't make, I mean, you couldn't create that. It just was a happening. It was just a happening. Wow. That's really, it's, it's, that,
0: that's so cool. That really is. Hey, by the way, you, you mentioned Al, Al Molinaro. Um, you, is this correct too, that you guys were business partners at one point as well? Mm-hmm. We
1: created a restaurant chain called Big Al's.
0: Okay. Was it, it similar was a to the PhD in business?
1: Though.
0: Was it similar yeah. it was to the a
1: PhD in
0: the show? Oh, so was
1: it? Was I am I get. I I get. So go ahead. Tell me about it. Tell me what it's like. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna go. Anyway, yeah, we did it. But it's a PhD in business. Uh. It's like we did everything you're not supposed to do. Hmm. You know. If you're going to go in business, you you better know the business. You better know everything about it, and we trusted. So basically, we almost lost our shirts.
2: Yeah.
1: But yeah. Uh, we learned uh, it was it was a it was a an incredibly uh, important, painful education that was paramount in future success. Yeah. For the future rest- success, the
2: restaurant business is. The hardest business to go into. It, I, wasn't I so much, it, wasn't, it was so much that
1: was, but careful who you do business with. Oh. And 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 no, and know and know the business. You don't go into business and not know the business. Yeah. And you know, and you know, Aaron, you know, I went in the product business 25 years ago. Uh, you know, and and but my and I was able to succeed in that because of my past mistakes mm-hmm. to say, mm-hmm. you know. I I, 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 when I, go, I, know, I can tell you what the label costs. I can tell you what this cost. I can tell, there's no one can get anything around me. I know right. the business, but I learned that through a very scary mistake. And that, and, and that was by coming up with a great concept, a great business, but we partner with a crook. And it could have destroyed us. We're very lucky. So what I'm saying is anyone out there, great ideas, wonderful. Oh, people come up with great stories know your business yeah. know your business educate yourself you know don't be naive you know un, you know really really be prepared for what you're going into
2: yeah that that leads me to a question i don't think anyone knows this about you your last name isn't really williams what's your real last name
1: well it was it's legally williams when i before i changed it was timelapse H E I M L I C K.
2: Yeah. Okay, everyone watching. I don't know if you know this, John, from the Heimlich maneuver, which I have used three times in my life to save people. One time was a dog, but it still saved the dog. That's still. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but no, isn't that amazing? It's like that everyone is. knows the Heimlich maneuver, and and no one, I think, associates that. Is it your uncle?
1: He's my second cousin, but I call him uncle since I was born. I always called him Uncle Hank.
2: Yeah, and Anson has created a product that I've tried, and I have in both my cars. So I will let you talk about it, but I love what you came up with.
1: I'm glad you brought oh, that good. up. Yeah, let's hear about it. Yeah, but let you me know, first tell th- you, there's a story a lot of people don't know about the Heimlich maneuver, and Happy Days is a big part of, the, of its success. Believe it or not, I don't. If Gary Marshall hadn't created Happy Days, I don't know where the maneuver might be right today. Believe really? it or not, very really? few people know this. Because uh, Hank was having a very hard time getting uh, getting the Highland Maneuver promoted, because the Red Cross was stopping him, because they had a real political problem with each other, and they said no. They kept going slap on the back, and they kept really publicly destroying the Highland Maneuver. Yeah, it got a little regional PR, but he's having a hard time really getting it out there, and it was all political and really nasty. And he was on this Happy Day set, and we were talking, and, uh, yeah, geez, you know. And a phone call came out, came on the set from the Merv Griffin Show. And I had guested on the Merv Griffin Show a couple of times, and got along very well. And they said, hey, um, um, someone dropped out. Are you available tonight to do the show? You'll sing a song, and we'll interview you. Can you, can you fill in? And I went, oh, my gosh. Maybe we can get the high maneuver on the show. Like, an, like, an, like, like, I, yeah. like it's going to happen, right? Wow. So, so he, I said, sure, sure, sure. So it was rehearsal. Hey, I go, Henry, let, come with me. Make, let's go down there, see if we can get this on television. Like an, like an idiot. He goes, all right. So we go down there and, and I go, hey, can I talk to Merv? He's not available. Not available, not available. I rehearsed the song, he's not available. The, the producer comes in to tell you what, what we're going to talk about not available. I thought, okay, well, we tried. They put Henry in the audience, Dr. Heimlich. And uh, well, we tried, whatever. And uh, I wasn't first out. I don't maybe I was second, third out. I don't know. But anyway, so I go out, sing my song, and then there's a break to commercial and they take over to sit next to Merv. Well I had maybe 90 seconds with Merv without it without the cameras. Mm-hmm. So I pitched them the Heimlich maneuver, who's in the audience. And he, and he goes, you know, he said, I heard of that. I read something. Really? I go, oh, really? He goes, interesting, answer, in, Interesting. And, I th- and, he, and the lights come up. Hey, And how, And Dick Carson is directing it. Johnny Carson's brother. Doesn't know what's going on. Wow. And goes, you know, Anson just told me something incredibly interesting. Is there a Dr. Heimlich in the audience? Uh, stand up, please. He interviews Dr. Heimlich from, from the stage. It says, will you come up and show us show us he does the maneuver on MERV. oh my gosh this is wild people were saved that night and hooker of joe carson happened to look at it he was on carson three weeks later and it became part of america yeah oh my so god i don't how know how it, many lives are happy saved by that
2: it saves how many lives has that saved
1: yeah and look, and, and and also, every member of Happy's every single is part of saving lives today. If Gary hadn't, if Gary hadn't created that show, the cast, there wouldn't have been the platform to have that opportunity. I wouldn't right. have had the opportunity to
2: talk about what sure. you came up with. It's yeah, amazing. yeah. What's
1: your your thing as well? Please. Well, well, when we're doing it. We're, we're sa- this is very important. saving a lot yeah. of lives today. Um, you know, like I said, Henry was very, uh, very important to me just as, as an uncle, as a friend and, uh, and uh, decades ago I was, uh, years later I'm directing and it was a hard day directing and I, uh, I fell asleep at the wheel driving home. Mm. Like, like I blacked out maybe for three seconds uh, and I, thank God I didn't kill anybody or, but it scared the hell out of me. I told Henry, and by the way, Henry is such an, uh, an egghead on how the bo- body helps the body in natural ways. He said, "Have cut up lemons." I said, "What are you talking about?" If you feel really bite into cut up lemons, he said, the citric acid, sour lemon hits the lingual nerve on top of your tongue, and the reflex reaction is adrenaline. You'll you'll instantly wake up. He said, "It's no different than when the doctor tests your reflexes of your arm, your knees. Thing, the sensory connection, the to tongue and brain, and the reflex reaction with sour lemon and citric acid is adrenaline. Whoop, you're up." I go really. So I did that for years. Never had the problem again. Then I went in the product business. So I basically um, um, uh, products that are problem solving. And I had an idea. I said, I said Henry, there's a real problem here, a catastrophic problem of drowsy driving. More deaths, more tragedies than medicated and drunk driving combined. There's almost 200 million drowsy drivers a year. One out of five admit to falling asleep. You can imagine it's way more than drunk or medicated. No one talks about it. That's it really is like wild. Tragic. And the people that die aren't the ones falling asleep. It's the falling asleep people that run into these kids and right. kill them. Yeah. I said, I said, I have this idea. What if we did a spray? What if we did citric acid, sour lemon, and a spray drop, and just sprayed it on top of your tongue? He goes, Oh my God! You will save more lives than Heimlich maneuver. Many more people exhausted than choking. So together and um, with my business partner, Joanna Cannell, we developed alert drops. And um, see if I, well, I don't have one here. Anyway, oh yes, I do. I actually do. This is alert drops. See this, everyone out there? This can save your family, your family and your friends. It's very simple. You feel a little exhausted? A little thing on your tongue, you're up, you're alert. You're gonna get home safely. So we developed this. He helped us cool. develop alert jobs. We donated th- we donated thousands of alert jobs to the heroic front care healthcare workers because they're working 16, and 17 hour days. Really and, awesome. it's and, and, and aside from that, it's been alert jobs, it saved so many lives, stopped so many tragedies, simply, organically, naturally. Um, and it's been honored by the United States Congress, California State Senate, City of LA, fire departments. Parent Magazine, and you know, Aaron, how particular they are. So it's doctor approved. It's uh, doctor tested. Your kids aren't going to overdose on caffeine, all this crap while they're studying all night. So everyone out there, you want your family to come home safe. You want your friends to come home safe. This, isn't, this really isn't a product for money. Or anything. This is a product to save your life. This is a product that everyone should have in their pocket. You want your child to come home safe, your husband, your wife, your friends. Very simple. Alert Jobs. Go to alertjobs.com. But if you can't do that, I care about saving lives. Have cut up lemons, then. have cut up lemons in your car mm-hmm. or with you and and uh, might be a little messier, but that'll work too. So, but anyway, alertjobs, drops, alertjobs.com.
2: This is something that's life-changing. And I'm a mom, I have six kids, Anson has five kids. I have two of the alert drops in my both my cars. I've given them to all my kids. This is a life changing thing, and I am happy to help you talk about it, Anson. I I am a big supporter.
1: That's pretty. Well, thank cool. you, Eric. You know, and thank you so much. Because you know you can't do it alone. It's got to be collaborative. Um, is there going to be any
0: other happy days? Do you think uh, reunions or anything like that down the road?
1: Oh gosh, you know we had a reunion quite a few years ago uh that was fun you never said i i don't i don't know i don't okay. know all right i wouldn't be I, I think it'd be a lot of fun i think it'd be a lot of fun to have, i'd love one more baseball
0: game yeah okay all right i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap it up and just say thank you i loved having you on great well that that was a wonderful experience to have anson i'm sorry that we had a had to cut it off but i know we had to go um what a terrific terrific human being
2: yeah He's a, he's one of those people you've seen on TV forever, but he's, he's just a good guy. It's like, I love Anson.
0: Yeah, I do too. I do too. I'm, I'm thrilled he was on. I know the fans are going to be thrilled as well. And uh, yeah, like I said, maybe at some point we can have him back on. That would be terrific, but thank you so much as well for co-hosting with me. You added so much to it and I loved uh, I loved some of the stories that were mentioned and um, just, just a lot of fun. So Thanks again. I appreciate it. Happy
2: to do it. Absolutely. Anytime.
0: All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Hey, if you haven't done so already, hit the subscribe button in the corner of the video so that you don't miss any of our future YouTube podcasts. Also, follow us on iTunes and Spotify and leave us a review.